In this podcast, the Ontario Medical Association looks at current issues of interest in healthcare. Spotlight on Health gives you all the straight talk. We're Ontario's doctors and your health matters to us. I'm Georgia Balogianis for the Ontario Medical Association. Ontario's healthcare system is experiencing unprecedented backlogs and palliative care may provide a solution. Dr. Sandy Buckman is the Freeman Family Chair in Palliative Care at North York General Hospital and a past president of the Canadian Medical Association. He discusses the steps that must be taken to strengthen the province's palliative care network to benefit all Ontarians. Facing the backlogs in our healthcare systems, in our emergency rooms, and in our acute care settings, I think palliative care can really make a difference. We've been talking about this for a long, long time, pre-pandemic, might I add, and it's only gotten worse, of course, during the crisis. So one of the issues is how can we improve palliative care in community settings so that it takes the pressure off our acute care hospitals? Palliative care can be delivered very effectively in the community. My best estimates are that 70% can actually be delivered within a primary care setting with palliative care specialists and teams backing up primary health care teams. I'm the medical director of the Freeman Program in North York. Our Ontario health team, the North York Toronto Health Partners, serves over 500,000 people. Within the urban and dense area of North York, we have about a million people. We do not have one hospice residence within North York. As a matter of fact, in the city of Toronto, there is only actually one adult hospice residence at Kensington Health. There is a hospice where I work very effectively for people experiencing homelessness. And there's Casey House for dealing with people with HIV AIDS. But otherwise, there's no other hospice residence where people can go for cost-effective end-of-life care. The last data that we have was from the Auditor General's report, December of 2014, so we can just scale it up. But at that time, it cost the hospital $1,100 a day to keep that patient in hospital. In a hospice resident, it costs $450 a day. About 70,000 people die in hospitals a year, and say we took half that, 35,000 that could be looked after in community, say in a hospice setting. We would be saving, what, $550 a day, I think, per patient. Average length of stay, 21 days, times whatever tens of thousands you want to do. This works out to hundreds of millions. I decided with a group of concerned citizens to build a hospice in North York. We started about six years ago. We've had a a vigorous campaign. We've raised $18 million. And now with inflation, it looks like we're going to have to raise another nine, 10 million. We have land in North York, but we have our permits. We're kind of ready to go. The government of Ontario, through a lot of advocacy, is giving us $200,000 per bed. For a 10-bed hospice, it's $2 million. Why? For essential health care like this, must it be so charitable? In other words, there's no planning. So we're advocating for a whole network of hospice and end-of-life care that can be very cost-effective and give the quality of care that patients need. In addition, in my large area of North York, we have no palliative care unit. So they are usually within the institutions as opposed to hospice, which is more home-like. But they also provide end-of-life care and interventional symptom management that can really help people during this phase of life. We also believe that we should really be enhancing the palliative care services and supports at home. 
right now we have the series of interprofessional teams, but it's inequitable across the province. It's really important to get those services everywhere in the province. And we're having shortages in the community too. I had a recent case of a patient at end of life. The system will promise them the family who was struggling to take care of their elderly parent at 56 hours a week. We could not find a personal support worker or other support for this patient. And the family was, was difficult. We did everything we could to keep these family going so that the patient could remain at home in the care of her loving family. Another major solution is about our long-term care. We saw the tragedy of the pandemic in long-term care and the number of people that were lost. We see these patients, sadly, uh, showing up in emergency rooms and then getting admitted to hospital for care because there may not be another place for them. We're advocating for increased supports of our elderly and senior patients in the community through a couple of mechanisms. Team-based care in the community, we have one at North York General where we provide supportive care to patients with non-malignant disease in the larger community. We support their primary care team. We have huge, fantastic numbers that show how we prevent emergency room visits and we prevent hospital admissions because we have these conversations. What are their goals of care? What do they want? Are they oriented towards comfort care? Integrating a palliative care approach into our long-term care facilities can make a huge difference in caring for patients, comfort-oriented care in their home, and preventing these patients showing up and emerge and then ending up as alternative level of care. Health care is a great example of interprofessional care, nurse practitioners, nurses, personal support workers, social workers, physicians. We all work together in the community and we have no planning for this. We have no health human resource planning in the region, in the province, frankly, in the country. And we have to do much better at thinking about our health human resource needs, particularly uh, in palliative care. This podcast is brought to you by the Ontario Medical Association and is edited and produced by Jody Crawford Productions. To learn more about the Ontario Medical Association, please visit oma.org.